And as these men are distributing the Bibles, please, for those of you who also have your Bible with you, please open to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. As you're getting there, I want you to think about a question. How do you view the cross? How do you view the cross? Everyone here is either in the process of being saved or in the process of perishing. And how you view the cross determines which process you are a part of. Please follow along as I read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the cross is a message It's a message about historical events. It's a message about sinners rebelling against God. It's a message about judgment. It's a message that sin is punished. It's a message about a savior. It's a message about Jesus Christ nailed to a cross. It's a message about Jesus bearing the wrath of God for sinners on that cross. It says the message about the Son of God dying on the cross and rising again on the third day. And it's a message that brings sinners into the presence of God to worship the Lamb of God. And God's word says that that message is foolishness to those that are perishing. This message is irrational. It's moronic to those who are currently in the process of perishing. Those that are on that trajectory, those that never turn from their sin to follow Christ, they will have as their ultimate destination a place in hell. Maybe you're here today and you do think this message is foolish. Or... Maybe you're here and you're thinking, well, maybe not foolish, but there's something that I just don't wholeheartedly believe it. Or maybe you think, I believe that intellectually. I believe it up here, but for some reason I haven't turned to follow Christ. I haven't turned from my sin to Christ. All of those are practically and effectively the same thing. And they will all keep you in the same place as the one who is perishing. But right now, you have an opportunity to change that. You have an opportunity to turn from your sin, to repent and turn to Christ and believe and trust in him for the forgiveness of your sins. And if you do that, please join us. However, 
if you, by your own admission, desire to stay in that place, then we would just simply ask that you pass the bread and the cup by as it comes. This is a time, this is a family time, where believers rejoice, where believers celebrate and proclaim the Lord's death. If you have any questions about that, please talk to the one who brought you, talk to me, talk to any one of the other elders. We'd be glad to have that conversation. If you would say that you are a believer, but your heart has been hardened by sin, don't stay there. Confess that sin. Pray for God to soften your heart. Confess that sin and turn from it and join us. Believers, please look with me at that verse, verse 18 again. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but... To us, who are being saved, it is the power of God. In contrast to this view of the message as foolishness, Paul offers the view of the cross for what it truly is. It is the power of God. The word of the cross is the power of God. And it is the power of God to us, who are being saved. And here, Paul uses that inclusive pronoun, us, to describe himself and the Corinthian believers. And as believers, we are in the process of being saved. We've been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Our process of salvation is not complete until we have our resurrected bodies and we are worshiping God in heaven forever. And as long as we are in the process of being saved, we depend and we rely on the power of this message. We depend and we rely on the power of the cross. And we need to be reminded and we need to remember. Believer, remember your great Savior who was crucified on the cross, who bore the wrath of God for your sins. When your hearts are prepared, please take communion on your own.